What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Dominic Ortiz. And Adrian McBride. We're with Connect Inc. And you're now listening to Truck and Hustle. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. So we are a brokerage application. Um, our goal was to streamline communication from shipper to carrier. So me being a broker, I saw the, the different deficiencies within the industry, and my whole goal was to make it to where carriers could speak to shippers because carriers are the ones who drive the industry. Okay, uh, make, it, make it really simple for me. Like, what's the simple version of what you guys Basically, do? Basically, we're streamlining communication and workload between shipper and carrier. Okay, you said the same thing, but it's cool. We're going to get into it. It says streamlining communication and my workload between, between shipper and carrier. So you're, you're making the communication between the shipper and carrier easier. More right? direct. Make it more efficient, more direct. Yes. And how do you, and how do you guys do that? By, by linking carriers with customers. Typically, the, the way a, a load is worked is a shipper, a, a broker is going to solicit his services to a, a shipper. The shipper's gonna give that broker freight, they're gonna quote that freight, and if the, the, they agree with that rate, they're gonna award you that freight. After that, you're then calling carriers to, to move the freight for you. So we're the guys basically holding all the information. We created the app so that carriers are able to get the same information we're getting. Okay, okay, I like that. That sounds good. Sounds like something that's needed in the industry. So let's, let's get into, let's talk about you guys. So you're, you're Dominique, right? Dominic introduce Ortiz. yourself tell us a little bit about, about yourself uh, my name is Dominic Ortiz I'm from Carlisle Pennsylvania uh, we're actually in Carlisle Pennsylvania right now sitting in the mood swings at the vault one North Hanover Street uh, they do all events and um shameless plug yeah you know, no shame you know <laughs> shout out to the vault for ha- or shout out to mood swings at the vault for having us um, I'm born and raised here grew up playing sports a little bit um, when I was 19 years old, I started out interning for Landstar. Since then, I've been I've been brokering ever since. Got it. And this this man right here, what's your name again, brother? Adrian. My name is Adrian. I'm originally from Philadelphia, PA. Um, my wife actually is from Carlisle. Um, long story short, um, me and Dominic was getting together maybe about two years ago, having some conversation over sneakers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Um, in that conversation, um, there were some things that was mentioned during the conversation, um, keywords that trigger thoughts in his mind. Yeah. Um, from that, we was able to born a collaboration between us two, um, bringing my technology background, my, uh, my education from being a network engineer, um, building web applications, websites, and things of that nature in my, um, in my career path. And we were able to marry the two, taking the transportation and technology space and um, merge them to bring them together. And that's really what we was able to do here. Got it. So you said a conversation over sneakers is what started this off. Yes, sir. That's it. So you said you've been brokering since you were 19 years old? Since I was 19 years old. What made you choose that career path? 
that's not typical for um, a 19 year old. Honestly, I was a, I was a, a, an athlete, a student athlete, and um, sports was basically, I shouldn't say taken away from me, but it was no longer an option. So I remember saying, um, <laughs> that's deep. Uh, Get into it. I went to college in Dallas, Texas. Uh, while I was in, while I was there, um, I was living with a few athletes, and one of the kids ended up accidentally shooting a kid. So he, sh- these are friends. He shot him by accident with a 357 revolver. I, I ended up texting my mom saying, "Hey, mom, I might need you to get me into another college." And bef- before I even told her about what happened, she booked me a flight to come home. Wow. So being in, in school on a on a for for sports, it's a lot different than trying to be a student. So I had no leverage. After I was pulled from Texas, I really had no leverage, so I was kind of back to the drawing board. I asked my dad pretty much what, what I could do now, and he introduced me to a guy named Jim Lisk, who, owned, who basically owned his own trucking company. And he, I interned with him for a year, just sitting beside him, watching him work. Eventually, he let me work for him, and after that, I, I basically taken the knowledge he gave me and ran with it. What, what was your goals before that? You wanted to be a... Uh, I thought I was going to make money playing sports my whole life. What sport? Football, basketball, I was Just actually whatever. not toot my own horn. I was pretty good at both. Okay, okay, got you. So that situation caused your your, your mom to have to pull you out of that she school. She didn't have to pull me. But you chose to get out of that situation. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had to because I, where I was, it was a small school. So a lot of locals from that town went to that school. So a lot of kids were known. So when that happened, I was like the only outsider. So for some reason, I was getting like a lot of outside flack for- Got it. For, for like- because, because of the situation. And I actually helped the kid who got shot. You know, wow. I, we helped him up, sat him up on the, the oven or the stove and basically watched him kind of fade out until the cops oh, came. Man. So I got like threats. My mom had no idea. I told my parents mm-hmm. on the drive home from the Baltimore airport what, exa- what actually happened when I was in Dallas. So they didn't even know. My mom just instinctually pulled me and brought me home. Wow. And how many years ago was this? This was 2013. Wow, that's that's rough, man. Yeah. That's rough. All right, so you 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 go to another college now, right? I, no, I come home. Oh, you can't. You, come, you went I home. Come you straight said, home. And you said you had to ask your dad. I'm going to the local Harrisburg Area Community College. You know, at that point, I'm just a student. I never in my life imagined just being a student. I was always a student athlete. Right. So yeah, I come home and. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. I remember just sitting with my dad asking him like what what could I what what could I do what should I do and I was looking in the freight brokers and the job just kind of seemed like it was something that was easy for me was your dad in the business no my dad my dad actually works um on a dock he's a dock worker he's he's um forklift operator on the dock so he's been like you know he's hard working dude late night shift you know, 12 degrees. So we're complete opposites. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built for that. You're not into um, man, you, man, yeah, you're I'm labor not, man. I'm not into that. Um, so he just knowing me, he knew like, he, I want to sit behind a desk and, and try to call some shots. So he, he linked me up and I was able to make him proud and pretty much do exactly what he knew I could do. 19 years old. So how was it getting into uh, freight brokerage at 19? I'm sure it was a brand new world to you. It was a lot of, uh, was it difficult? Like, 
getting into the world of transportation. Tell me about that transition. Um, I would actually say it was kind of easy. I mean, just coming from where I'm from, I see pl- brokering is a, is a very broad term, you know? Brokering is just a matter of you connecting someone with something that you don't own. Just like, if they want this, you know someone who has it, you could broker that. So I feel like I've been familiar with brokerage, just not familiar with transportation. So we're just about learning the different transportation lingo. So I, honestly, I think it was easy. That's why I'm still doing it. I think I'm, it's easy. Um, it's just selling. It's knowing people. So I think it's a pretty easy thing. Got it. And let's, so how, how, you said you started at 19. How far was it into your career when you met Adrian? Two years ago. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm working for different companies. Um, COVID comes. I ended up getting let go from Daily Express. Um, and I remember just thinking, like, I felt like the world was going digital. And I always said, if, if anybody's going to take my job, I'd rather it be me. So <laughs> I remember I'm, I'm trying to get an app built. So you're looking at your job as becoming replaceable. Exactly. I mean, through technology. We all thought that when COVID hit. Right. Because everyone was working from home. Everybody's remote exactly. now. Exactly. So when that happened, I'm at a party, and I hear Adrian talking about how he gets his shoes using bots and APIs. Talk, talk about that. Get into that, Adrian. That, that sounds pretty interesting. Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone had followed a trend of sneakers and stuff like that, um, it, the, the whole bot industry became really popular during COVID. You know, you had a lot of people that had a lot of um, disposable income. Um, we're not driving no more, so we ain't got to pay for gas, this, that, and the third. And like you mentioned, we're working from home. So um, there were app creators all over the place, right? I'm not going to drop any shameless plugs to the to different bots, platforms that's out there, but um, anyone that's in the community, they know, right? So Move your mic towards your mouth. <clears throat> and what, what happened is um, a lot of times doing those uh, conversations we were having, you're using APIs like to find a skew of a sneaker. Okay, what's an API? The API- I understand what that is. Okay, so in in layman's terms, it's the the identifier of an application or um, an ID number, basically, right? It's it's an application that runs an ID number. So for what we were um, doing with the sneakers was, if you looking up, say, you know, I'll just be a Jordan 1, I can just plug that in and I could find a bunch of different ID numbers that related to a Jordan 1. Now, if you want something very specific to a Jordan 1, say the, the, the red, black, and white pair, then that, that even goes even a little deeper to a specific number that tied into that very colorway to that shoe. And then what the app would do um, with the Biden apps, it will go out and it will find it. So on a Saturday morning drop at 10 o'clock, where everybody's fighting over the, the Nike sneaker app and you're not able to get that shoe or you go to, say, a Foot Locker or a Champs app and you can't get in and it says you got a 35-minute wait, nine times out of ten, there's a bot that's already bought in that shoe and they already have it and whoever's on the back end that's running that computer, eh, they already have that shoe. Yeah. Right? So for a human interaction, it will take you roughly a minute to check out a shoe where a bot is doing it on eight-tenths of a second. Okay. So it's very, it's very dynamic, it's very fluid, but it's quick. And you're able to, uh, you'll get one shoe as an individual manually doing it, whereas a bot can get you 10 shoes in that same time frame of one minute. Got it. 
So, so when you deploy a bot, how, what what does that look like in real in real life? Like, what are you like typing in a certain series of numbers or something into a computer? What what does that look like? That looks like almost how you said it, right? So you 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 go into this platform, you have a UI. Um, in that UI, there's a couple of fill in forms that you have to put in. So you have to put in say the the store. Whether it be you know Foot Locker or Champs or Nike, is this the URL for the store? That would be the URL. That's correct. Okay. And then from there, um, you'll punch in the size that you're looking for. Okay. And most bots, if they're built sophisticated enough, will already have the SKUs already inputted for the release of that particular day. You just go through, find it, set up your size categories that you're looking for, um, create your profile, enter your credit card information, um, shipping information. And hit start. Right. Um, so you were building these bots, so these bots already come pre-built, and then you just deploy them. How does so that work? for me, I was already buying them. Okay. Right. Um, these were pre-built, um, but I also had conversations with different developers running through Discords and or um, other social platforms where I was able to talk with these different developers. And um, really interact with them, right? You were able to give back feedback from a user perspective of what you were seeing when you're actually trying to use the application that they're providing. Mm. So by me able to build that rapport with them, and I already come from an IT background of web application, but I was doing it from building websites, um, also um, hardening and penetration testing of applications for other companies and corporations so because i had that background um i understood the ability and what this was able to be able to produce the vulnerabilities that came along with it and i was able to leverage um my experience my knowledge and then the knowledge of the other individuals that i started to build that community of botters so to speak with right and developers and um, make a better application. Got it. Do you know? Do you know how much uh, bots account for the purchases online with these drops, like that are real, actually humans, and that are bots? I mean, if you don't, you don't. I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, I don't have concrete numbers, but I will tell you that um, from my experience within the industry of doing this, um, a botter probably accounts for maybe 65 percent of actual purchases to the points where uh, companies are putting out anti-botting platform yeah, software to try to prevent that. Um, anywhere from say your local Adidas um, application to the Yeezy drops, right? Like those things will go crazy. Um, you could sit on a Yeezy day all day trying to get a sneaker, Yeah, right? And never end up with that sneaker. For sure. If you're going manual. No doubt. So is this illegal? Like the bots? That's a story for another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, I mean, if you, you think about it. I mean, it's it, relative, right? Like, it, it is, right? Because if, if you think about it, if it's illegal, if someone came up with an idea, there was a problem, right? Someone had a problem, and these developers came up with a solution. How can I help you maximize your time? And that's what it comes down to, right? Because in the early days, you, man, you grew up probably around the same era, right? Yeah. You would go out and camp out for a sneaker. You're camping out at 3 o'clock in the morning for a store that opens at 10. Right. Because you want to be one of the top three, top five, top ten in line to hopefully secure a pair of those sneakers. Whereas a botter, they sit at home and they're waiting till 9.50 
to boot up their computer, they press start task, and the time it took you, those seven hours sitting out there, they just copped every pair that you just tried to get in two minutes. Facts. So it's relative. Facts. Right? So, and what's the biggest thing that you can't get back? Time. There we go. Right. So if I can maximize your return on your time and help you secure your product, is it illegal? Yeah. Hundred percent. I love it. You gotta ask the other people. <laughs> All right, so, so, so tell me about this uh, conversation that y'all had. Tell me, like, just how you guys bump into each other. Did you know each other through a mutual friend? Did you just happen to meet? You overheard him talking. Tell me about how that kind of went. Honestly, so I, we've been. Um, so he's he's like we're we're basically family, basically. Um, so I meet him for the first time at this party, and I'm eavesdropping. I'm hearing API talk. I hear him say API like two, three times. And after having these meetings with these developers, I, I know that it requ APIs are required to build apps. So after meeting a group of investors, they told me that I no longer should use the group that I was using because I couldn't basically manage the building of the app. I just basically had to tell them what to do and then let them deliver me what I asked them to do. So I literally, while I'm contemplating dropping them, I meet him. So he's talking about all the things they're talking about. So I. I'm like, yo, um, it wasn't the place for us to talk business. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, I got a business plan I want to send you. Mind you, I'm getting surgery like two weeks later. So I sent him my business plan, and I remember he messaged me. He's like, yo, I'm going to DR. Um, I'll let you know when I get back. Yeah. He goes to DR. I'm laid up, and I remember getting the text in all caps like, yo, I'm all in. So I think it was just a matter of him talking at API talk. I sent him my business plan, and everything kind of lined up. So we were able to just become basically partners since then. What was it that he said that interested you? His problem. The problem that um, I'm not familiar with the transportation industry, but I know that in order to get product from point A to point B, it has to be moved somehow. Um, I'm very familiar with, say, you know, your Grubhubs, your Uber Eats, your um, different types of Instacarts and things of that nature. So I understood that all of those run on an application. In order to make those applications successful, it takes human people developing it and understanding what the need is to give that convenience to the individual that's actually on the end punching in that, that purchase. So when I was talking with Dom and he sent me all this information and I'm starting to read through and I go to do my own analytics of the transportation industry, I'm like, well, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like everything that we do has to be moved, whether it be from air, water, rail, or road, no matter how you look at it. And this is something, an industry that's not going to go anywhere. It's only need to evolve out of anything. So it just struck me as something that his problem, we can get a solution for that. Yeah. Because technology, as we see, I mean, you look at the electric car versus the combustible engine car, right? Like we look at global warming. There was a reason that they started making electric cars. Well, there's a reason why these apps were developed to help people improve their way of life. Businesses improve their way of life. So his idea just really stood out to me to figure out, like, I can reach back and help this young man do this and i say young man because at the time i didn't know we were related right? <laughs> right, right like we were at a birthday party for my son right like and um you know i'm a blended family tell the world right my wife is older and um our our son was turning at that time he was turning 28 and we were all at the party having conversations and stuff like that and you know everybody there was family i didn't know 
once we left, I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, you know, I was talking to Dominic about, you know, sneakers. And then we got into talking about trucking and everything. Like, you know, it's your cousin, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, we related. He's like, yeah, I, I knew such and such. I said, wow. And then I'm out again with the family, other, you know, relatives. And we got to talk and it was like, hey, I hear you doing, you know, you and Dominic doing some good stuff out there. I was like. Well, what are y'all hearing? Right. And he was like, yeah, well, he has an application. You and him are working on it. I said, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was just Good enlightening. News travels fast. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It was just enlightening to hear that, one, there was a, it was a support of the community, right, the family, because a lot of them in this area, there's a lot of trucking, right? There's a lot of over the road. There's a lot of docks. There's a lot of uh, warehouses and things like that. So there's a way that this can help everyone yeah and i was just honored honestly to be you know thought of to be a part of it just all for the conversation that him and i were having got it got it in your mind dominic what was the problem because there are other apps out there right there are other yeah. two-sided marketplaces that connect uh carriers and shippers what was the problem what did you see that was missing and that you can that you guys could bring to the table See, it wasn't just, uh, he mentioned the problem, but it wasn't just solving a problem. It was also putting a platform out there for other people to make money. So if you think back to COVID, you got like, there were apps that people like Airbnb, for example, you had people, it started out people renting rooms in their houses, but then it, it, it evolved to people buying houses just to put on Airbnb. So I was just basically trying to create a platform for people that come from where I come from to maybe make money and then educate them first and then give them a way to make money. So it wasn't just about solving the problem that, that carriers face where they aren't able to talk to the shippers and brokers basically compartmentalize information because you can't tell a carrier everything. If you do, they don't need you anymore. It was more so about creating a platform for other people to, to seek value in transportation, whether it be dispatching. You see a lot of guys basically selling dispatching courses because it's very thin barrier of entry. But I'd rather you put in a little bit more work to become a broker because you could make way more money or put in a little bit more work and buy a truck, put it on our app because you can make way more money. So it wasn't just about solving a problem. It was about creating a platform for people that come from where I come from to be able to make money. So the problem that we were solving was mainly the simple fact that, like I said, the information is compartmentalized in transportation. As a, as a shipper, I have no reason to tell you that the broker told me this price. Because if I do, now we got an argument. Like you said, don't, don't let the carriers hear that. Right, right, right. So it's like that compartmentalization is what keeps the industry going. So I kind of wanted to eliminate that because drivers are who drive the industry. And to, to basically put myself in driver's shoes, I, I went out on the road for about a month. And I realized that, I mean, they're at the mercy of, of everybody else, but they're the ones making things happen. So That's right. It's pretty much about, you know, creating something for carriers and drivers, but then also creating something for ordinary people to get into transportation. So can you can you go deeper into that? Like, how does that work? So if I'm 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 Mr. Ordinary person that wants to get into transportation. I'm listening to you now. Mm -hmm. how, how is that? How is it going to help me? So basically with our app, we similar to Airbnb, we're providing a platform to where if you had a lazy cousin who didn't wasn't making any money you being the guy who had the money you can go out and buy a truck as long as you have your mc and your authority everything that is required to be a transportation company regardless which is your authority your cdl if you want to drive if you want a broker you need a uh a, a, a broker's authority if you want to drive you need a carrier's authority so as long as you got the credentials it takes to get into transportation all you, you could sign on to our platform 
And like I said, we're immediately connecting you to a shipper. So we got the freight for you. No different than becoming an Uber Eats driver where you just got to get a car, post your location, and they're going to feed you or, or meals, I guess, based on your location. So we basically tried to build a platform for transportation that was built the same exact way. Got it. How are you guys getting aggregating the freight? And is it is it anything like is this a particular loads that you're getting? Are you reaching out to certain people? Like how are you guys getting these specific loads for these people? To so, be able to so, feed it to them? so what we did was starting in January. So we, we basically all last year was like team forming. Uh, I met Adrian. Uh, he introduced me to some developers. I had a partner who we had who's no longer with us, but it was more so team building last year which um, this year is when I started actually brokering freight. So my whole goal was to basically broker freight, uh, establish relationships so then I'm able to put that business on my app. I didn't want to finish an app and then market an app and then try to get freight that way. I'd rather already deal with you as a broker and then just take your freight from my Excel sheet to, to my application. So right now we deal with brokers. I got about 300 shippers, not brokers, sorry. I got about 300 shippers in my database, about 2,300 carriers. So since January, I've been basically getting our Building business ready business. to put on Correct. the app. Exactly. Otherwise, we'd have to finish our app, market it, and then, you know what I mean, basically solicit it that way. But it's way easy for me to say, hey, you're already calling me about these loads. Don't call me anymore. Just post it on this platform. The Got same it. people that I call have access to the freight regardless. So. Got it. Is, is that like a heavy load to carry? Like just your book of business? Are you uh, looking for other brokers to add their book of business onto the app? Or I would say um, later down the road, a, a, a model we've been talking about since last year was acquiring other brokers business books. Um, and I say it's just a good heart in me because we could just take your business because we have a more efficient way of moving freight. So we could obviously just come to your, your broker. I can go to your shippers and you know, solicit my services and they probably would leave you to come to me because it's a lot easier to deal with me. But instead, we talked about acquiring business books of, ex of existing brokers and, and, and letting them make the residuals from the book that they brought. So acquiring or partnering? Acquiring partners. So brokers that already maybe do like six million, two million, you, you obviously have to make enough money for us to want to acquire you. But the goal is to acquire brokers and allow their books to continue to move. And we just give them a small portion of the loads that they brought us. Why are you guys more efficient? It's digital. I mean, digital is always more efficient. Um, and that's kind of where the APIs come in. I can't really touch that, but yeah, APIs you, make you, things. You could talk to that. Yeah. Right, so it's more efficient for um, numerous ways, but the, the top one is your phone is always in your hand. You always have a, a digital platform at your ready. Um, by you using our app, you're able to go in Log in, punch in your information, upload your documentation that you need if you're a new carrier or a new driver, right? Punch in your information. Um, you'll get approval. You'll get onboarded in roughly uh, three to five minutes. Okay. We'll do a verification process to make sure all so the- you credit all that? Correct, correct. So we actually have a, a human interaction. We, ha we have to make sure that certain documentation is in place and is accurate and valid, driver's license, um, insurance to the, to the proper, um, what's the word I'm looking for, identification. Um, the coverage is there. Um, so those things take place. But after we get everything squared away for that individual, then you're ready to go. Right. Whereas now I don't have to sit and wait for me to be this cog in the wheel waiting for that particular um, 
shipper to take this information, check back with me, call around to here, call around to there, which could be 48 hours, right? We're getting you onboarded 30 minutes. Okay, so now, I would say, oh, sorry, I would say to pivot off of that, the onboarding is one thing, but the information we take upon onboarding is another thing that makes us more efficient. So when you sign up, you're putting in your trailer type, your max dims, your, your, basically your commodities you like to haul. And with that information, we filter out all the loads that are fed to you. So if you're a flatbed carrier, I'm, I'm sure you, just being a carrier in mind, you probably get 15,000 emails a day. 1,500 of them are for your truck that you could actually do. So we, the sign-up is very, I, I would say, kind of, kind of deep because the information we take is, is determines your experience on the app. So if you're a flatbed carrier, you only see flatbed, flatbed freight. If you're in Carlisle, you're only going to see freight in Carlisle. So aside from the, uh, the, the onboarding, the information we take within the onboarding helps us become a lot more efficient because we're only feeding you information and loads that you can haul based on the information you gave us can you open up those filters though because let's say you don't want that to be the case yes. right you don't want to just have be absolutely restricted to just car allowed free yep. and so forth yep. so you so you, you're going to give this uh kind of retrofit type of customized experience but the carrier can open up the filters it, it, and it's all on the carrier correct okay. and this, oh sorry go, go sorry ahead. i was gonna say another thing is similar to uber is we made it to where when you book a load when you book an uber you, you could see the driver where he's coming from not not like literally, once you book it, you see where they're coming from. It tells you how long until it gets to you. Now, if you're familiar with check calls, that's how the industry works. So you'll book a load, the shipper will say, hey, when's he gonna be there? Oh, he'll be there at one. 1250 calls, the shipper's calling you, hey, is the driver coming? We're, we're gonna eliminate that because once the shipper, or once the carrier books the load, the shipper is able to see the, car the carrier and they can gauge how long it's gonna take for them to get. So basically, we're taking ourselves out of it and letting the app do the job for us. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, gotcha. you, there won't be that need of that constant every 15, every two hour check in. You say you're going to be here at what time? Oh, no, I know exactly where you are. Right. So, again, if you're coming here to this location where we are today, you know, at one North Hanover Street, I can see that the driver's on High Street. The driver's ETA will be here three minutes. So I'm already being prepared and ready for his load to be loaded up upon him arriving. Got Whether it. it's on a reefer, reefer van, if it's on um, a flatbed, if it's on, you yeah, know, all modes. whatever. We cover all modes. Are ELDs or anything tied into this at all? E or? Electric, so, I mean, yeah, everything, yep. Everything's logs, tied into that. Everything's app. tied in, yep. So they, they'll be able to see the hours of service also? Be able to see hours, miles. Like, and that all comes from door. I'm not sure if you're familiar with DoorDash, but DoorDash kind of treats their app like it's a transportation app. They log miles and as well as ELDs. So... And they also do it for tax purposes. So we kind of married like all these different application ideas slash platforms because they're not just like apps for consumers. They're also ways for people to make money. But we kind of married that whole idea and just applied it to transportation. Okay. And I don't want to just want to talk about the app because I want to make sure we, we touch on the fact that the application is working in direct integration with the TMS. Talk about TMS it. is a trucking management system. So mm -hmm. shippers are sitting in their offices building loads. They build that load, and that's what's appearing on the application. So you're a shipper building a load. You're, you're headquartered out of uh, Manani Falls, Wisconsin. Good, good pick. You can tell you're a broker. You're Manani Falls, yeah. Wisconsin. Well, I, like, I, who would have thought of that? Right. I, I don't know why. Right, that's just, real broker <laughs> stuff, like Manani Falls. Got, okay. Manani Falls, and then you got Winter Park. 
right? So you build that load and then it's, it's being fed to basically carriers who could who fit that load in Winter Park. So I want to make sure we, we talk about the fact that it's not just an app. The TMS is like the main thing. Right. Because that's where the loads are being built and then they're being distributed accordingly from the TMS. Got it. So th- those loads are being fed to those carriers that are in the area in the with, area within a certain amount same, of miles or so a, forth. Yep. And it's commodity or trailer fits. Same, right. Same location fits. And then some guys might not want to go to the West Coast. Like we're in a season now where you got guys who don't want to go to Menominee or Manani Falls, Wisconsin, because once you hit that Midwest, that snow is ridiculous. Right. So they're going to be able to go in and, and hit November and change. I don't want to go there. So now they're East Coast carriers. So it's going to go to guys based on the area who only want to go to the area the freight's delivered to. Okay. Most important thing, RPM, man. What's, 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 exactly. Everybody Repo- cares about the money, exactly. right? So how does, how, how does that impact the, the carrier? I mean, I would say just eliminating, like I mentioned to you earlier, eliminating myself makes the, obviously drives the rate per mile because a, a shipper gives me a load for six grand. I'm negotiating one, one of my, one negotiation powers is the fact that I know that what you give it to me for, I'm going to have to find a carrier to do it for less. So that's like the driving force in the number that I'm deciding to pitch and quote you as, as a shipper. So just knowing that you no longer have to call me, because one thing is, him, we, we broker freight, we probably make between 20 or 12% to like 27, maybe even 30 margin. Our, our app is limited. We could only, we make seven and a half percent on the brokerage side and two and a half from a shipper. So we only make 10%. So we're kind of capping our RPM because just by putting, marrying these two people. So is this something you sell to the shippers as well? Exactly. The shippers, the shippers are paying. It's a free download for drivers, monthly subscription for shippers, because that's actually providing service for Got it. So you're reaching out to shippers. You're saying that we can cover these loads at pretty much like a, almost like a fixed kind of fixed. cost. Yep. And but it has to be a certain number so yep. we can at least make this ten yep. percent. Or it's like, hey, you've already we've done seventy loads for you previously at this fixed rate. Um, we may bump it up just a little bit, and then that way the carriers. So the carrier is pretty much going to be charged what we would charge to the shipper because we got that much room to kind of like to, at cost exactly. So now we're more volume based. As a broker, as a man broker, you're more margin based. With the app, it's all volume based. We'd rather move a bunch of loads at 10% margin rather than four loads a day and make 27. Got it. Does this take the human aspect out of it anyway? Because I mean, there is, some, there is something to say for the human element of dealing yeah, with yeah, actual yeah. broker, right? Or being able to speak to somebody. T- tell me about that. How, how have you guys thought about that? Um, that, that part of it, or is that not important anymore? You want to What's your thought? I would say personally, it's funny because we were just talking about this, and I say this all the time. They always say the human element is always necessary. You can't, you can't replace certain fields because the human element is necessary. I believe, and I was just saying this to him before you guys came, that we actually are building the app with the human element added. Me being a broker with all the experience I have, the different problems that you face in the industry, we made sure to build into the app so that problems like, like I said, just, just as simple as um, check calls. Uh, what the fuck's the, sorry, what's the, uh, I'm glad we get that. What's the, the big uh, track or macro point? Mm-hmm. So a matter of trying to have a driver download macro point, it's hard. You could say, hey, I got this low for you, got to download macro point. They will not download macro point. Drivers don't want to yeah, drive. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> so the, the fact that we're just automating it all, we don't have to ask you to do it because you, it's just happening. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to automate a bunch of things to take away from 
because uh, the human element could also be an issue. Like we just said, I'm telling you to download MacroPoint and you won't do it. That's causing a, a, a you're messing up my relationship with the shipper because that's one of their criteria. One of their criteria. So um, not giving them a choice is 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 making it more efficient. Got it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but just to well, just to carry on what you were just saying, we want the driver to be a driver. Like that's your goal, right? You're out here to drive the roads, clock your miles, make your money. The shippers is out here to get a load moved from point A to point B. We can take care of the rest of the stuff, right? Our app takes care of the middleman of anything else that was being required that you need to do. Because by you staying on the platform, and that's the key word, you have to stay on the platform, right? By being on the platform, that way you're able to have everything you need built right in. There's no reason for you to have to, like you just mentioned, download the application because it's there, right? Um, we're able to know where you are, ETAs. Um, if there is a issue where you have to send, you know, I got backed up on the I-95. Everybody know 95, right? So you can just send that message in there and that message gets relayed to your shipper. So they're aware, right? They don't need to call you and constantly check. You just need to let them know, hey, here's what's going on. Right. So now everyone, it, it, it helps to take out of that constant, um, not necessarily what I would consider a check-in, but the, the constant calling every few hours and stuff like that, it, it really alleviates that overhead. And that's man hours, right? That, again, you don't need to spend on that because now all I have to do is log into the app and I can see where freight one through seven is going and their status, their current status in real time. Right. So it helps a lot. Can you message as well? Yeah. Through yep. the system? And, and, and another thing on top of that, so we, we also are implementing a, a, a social platform, basically. So basically, like you have Facebook groups that are trucker Facebook groups. So in the app, we're implementing a social platform that allows all the carriers to interact with each other. We also, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Safer. I am. Safer is what you're grading carriers off of, but there's nothing to grade a shipper. Um, so if a shipper says freight's ready at one, you get there at one, they tell you, you got to wait three hours. There's no one to complain to. Right. You know what I mean? So Google reviews. Exactly. That's, 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 that's it. Oh. Yep. 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 <laughs> so you're, I mean, but so also we, so we got safer to grade carriers, but at the end of the day, carriers are the ones, like we say, drivers are responsible for everything we have on, everything in this building. Drivers are the guys who are, who are driving the industry. So we can't just have a one-sided system. Right. Driving them. Let's, let's uh, grade the guys who are responsible for getting them loaded. So. It's, it's not just the communication between shipper and carrier, but we want communication between carrier and carrier. Driver and then we and also want, or driver and driver. And then we also want that transparency being shown on the shipper side where, hey, you're supposed to have people loaded at one. You're not getting them out of there till three. Now you got a bad grade. So now you got carriers looking at your freight and they might not book it. Got because it. of the simple fact that you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Got it. You said you have how many carriers on the? Uh, 2,300. 2,300. How did you uh, get those carriers on there? Pretty much just of my years in the game. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Since I first started, I always had the idea that I wanted to be on my own. So since my first job, I was writing down every customer I've ever dealt with, every carrier I've ever dealt with, building basically a rolodex for for this time. So I've been building up a customer or a business book for the last nine years. So you just like reached out to them, like reached Yo, out, listen, for, man. This the is good what I'm thing doing. is, as a as a as a freight agent, the relationships with you, not the company. So right. I could work for Truck and Hustle, but I'm an agent. So the relationships with me, they don't, they won't, they probably wouldn't even know you. Right. So wherever I go, they go. So the fact that most of my jobs were agent positions, 
I was able. I was the one that had the relationship, so I'm able to just bring them everywhere I go. Got it. So, uh, what does onboarding onto the app look like? Is it just a quick, pretty it's the quick same, process? It's the same as a, a regular. So basically, what, what I did was we took our um, setup packet and we digitized it. Okay. So instead of it's the same amount of pages, you just hit accept terms. You go to the next page, accept terms. You're filling it out digitally. The setup packet everyone's used to, we have the same one. It's just digital. Got it. So it's just every all the same information, shipper credit information, everything that's required in a regular brokerage is required for our app. We, that's why, like he mentioned, we have to have the, man, the men on the back end basically verifying it because you can't do that digitally with shippers. RMIS, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, is a carrier onboarding thing. So that's like you send a link to a carrier and they got a whole system built in to just sign up the carriers instantly. The shippers is where it's hard because you got to have the credit limits and know whether their, their payment records are good because, you know, not all shippers have, have good uh, names when it comes to paying when they're supposed to. Right, right. How many transactions are you guys doing now? On the, on app? the app, the, the app isn't being used right now. Okay, so right now, yeah, the app right is... now we're just broker and load still manned. Okay, because we're in a spot now where, like I, like I say, is our margin goes from ten to twenty-seven percent to ten. You know, so it has to be strategic. The volume has to be there. Otherwise, we're we're, we're missing out on money that we could be making. Got it. So yeah, the volume has to be there first. So at, at what point is it time to activate the app for you guys? When the app is fully optimized to be everything we want it to be, meaning the freight, we're able to move freight, we're able to, the social aspect is optimized. Everything we see the app doing, it's doing, and then we got the business to sustain it. I don't want to, like I said, lose any money because we're in a rush to release the app. We got to make sure everything lines up. So right now it's just a matter of making sure the app is exactly what we want it to be. What are the biggest challenges you guys are facing right now with building this app? I mean, for me, I would say, like, the building of the team is, like, hardest thing ever um, get into that um, it's just hard to have people get everyone on the same page you know not everyone is from transportation like he's from tech but he's able to see the upside because his tech his tech education helps him see the value in this transportation business so not everyone was on the same page so we've we've had partners that we no longer have we've ran into hurdles with development um, so I can't really, I don't really even know what to say as far as uh, just building a team is hard for me because I, I may not be the best, uh, the best boss. I'm a good leader, not a good boss. I'm not <laughs> good at uh, my communication may be off. My, uh, so really my biggest hurdle was me. Mm. My biggest hurdle was It always was comes me. down to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, can't look yeah. outward, look inward. Yeah, my biggest hurdle right? was me, um, and I'm aware of that. And I think because I'm aware, things have gotten a lot smoother since I've looked in the mirror and realized that. I'm sure he could attest to that as well. Yeah, talk about it, Adrian. What has been your biggest hurdle? You, you're on the other side of it. Um, what's been your biggest challenge so far? So for me, um, we were all eager in the beginning, right? Um, we had the vision. We had the idea. We knew where we wanted to go. But at the same time, there was a lot of, if we're going to be keeping a buck, um, there was a lot of distrust, honestly. Um, two of us had one idea. There was another person that thought that there was something more to it, um, thought they had brought more to it. Um, 
so it, it, it took everybody stepping back and, you know, realizing their valuation and what they honestly brought to the table, um, brought to this organization, brought to the company, right? Um, because at the end of the day, we don't want to have um, in-house fighting. Right. We don't want to have egos um, because we want to grow as a unit. You know, um, we want to grow as that that black trucking company. And I'm going to use the color in this instance only because I want to state that this is something that you don't get to see a lot in our industry. Right. You, you don't see the, the young men that seen something that figured out that, you know what, we can do this and we can do it better and we want to help make improvements to it. So we have the ability to do that. So in the beginning, that was the biggest thing that I seen as an issue. Since we've been able to get through those hurdles, now we're working on just really solidifying the development team because the developers and stuff that we were using at one point, we don't have the same access to them anymore. Um, so I had to revamp the development team. Um, Salvage offshore. Yeah, that's, that gets is outsourced. Um, fortunate for me, um, I have a direct connection, direct line to my liaison. You know, um, we do a lot of stuff together already, outside of just trucking or the the web application we're doing now. And, I, and then I have a personal relationship with the individual, so we were able to salvage that and move it forward. So to where we are today where we're here to actually have the conversation with you, sit down with you and just tell you that, you know, even for myself, I had to recognize that, yeah, I may feel like I have the key to this or I'm that, that glue, but I'm not all of it. I have to lean on the team. Like, I, cause I don't know transportation. Right. Like I'm more educated in it now, but I also didn't know the nuances of certain people personalities, or I didn't know that, you know, this meant this for you, Whereas for me, it didn't mean that for me, right? right. My interpretation of the, the vibe I was getting from you mm, didn't line up, right? And I may have said something that may have come across that you didn't feel, or we might have had a conversation, and I hate this, but through text, right? Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> People that's like to read answer. emotions through text, and that's not a good thing to do, Facts, right? Pick up a phone. Right. Yeah. You can get much more clarification. You can understand where the person was coming from. You can understand their thoughts and you can actually hear the emotion in the voice because a black and white screen gives you none of that. So that was for us one of the things we had to step back away from, because, again, yeah, we want to live digital. We want to live everything right in our hand and have that phone. But that could be the catalyst that actually makes your demise. Yeah. So we got rid of a lot of that. Got and it. and started yeah. having more, you know, heart to heart, face to face Zoom calls and stuff or FaceTime calls or just meeting up like to where we are now, where we are at a, a much better point. We're much stronger as a team and we have a, a, a better collective unit that's able to move everything forward. Got it. Who Who's your competition? Right. And who do you guys look at as competition in the marketplace and 
And how do you scale this thing, right? And, 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 and thirdly, how much money are you guys putting into this? Because in order to compete, you have to be capitalized. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Right? So talk to me about money, how you guys are funding this right now, who your competition is, and, and, and about scale, about growing from that 2300 to being, you know, global yeah. or, or national. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I would say, so our competition, um, mainly in my brain, is a company called Lane Access. I was introduced to them by a previous partner who was invest. He was an investor through Start Engine Platform, which is a platform that we'll be having. Our uh, we're doing a crowdfunding raise as well on that same platform. So I would say Lane Access is our competition, but they built. I'm not trying to bash. They built their business in 2020 um, around the crypto rush. So like they have a, a token, a, yeah, an they're real token. heavy on the blockchain. So it was like heavy blockchain, heavy crypto. So. Their business model is a lot different than ours. Right. I like to think we have probably the most solid business model just because I'm coming from the brokerage standpoint. It's not like a cash grab. It's like I'm a broker and I know what we deal with. So it's like, let's just try to make this because this is what we deal with. I've had to put like multiple of my team members in the field as brokers just to help them see the value in the app because it helps them sell the app. It helps them more passionate about the job once they broker a load for a month and see like it's hard. It's hard, it, it, it's a lot of moving parts. So I would say Lane Access is our main competitor and um, we're pretty much kind of following in their footsteps as far as the crowdfunding method. Uh, up, up till now, we haven't really had to get too deep in our pockets. Uh, the app was actually pretty, pretty uh, things are pretty cheap with application building. Um, so everything's pretty cheap to, to get started, but to scale, that's where the money comes in. And that's, that's the reason why we're doing the crowdfunding round to be able to get bring on larger shippers and hire people capable of bringing on larger shippers. So to scale, I think it's going to require more transportation specialist people. I'm the only person in our business that's in transportation. And I, I, I like to think I know a lot, but I don't know at all. So I think to scale, it's going to require someone who comes from a, like a brokerage manager, um, someone who's used to scaling businesses like that, maybe worked in dispatching. Anyone who has years in transportation, could help us scale and to scale, it's just a matter of bringing on more shippers. I think carriers are hard, are easy to get. Once you got freight, carriers come. That's right. So to me, I don't really, I'm not really putting in time and effort into marketing to carriers. It's about getting shippers and getting that freight. So to me, to scale, we just got to get the goals over 10,000 loads. If we can move, if we could have over 10,000 loads on our platform a day, then there's no reason why we couldn't get any carriers. Is is Connect Inc. a brokerage now, or is what do you it's guys operate? Now, yes. You guys yep. are operating as a, as a brokerage, bonded yep. brokerage, yep. and that's what you operate. That's what you're bringing in all the shippers that's and carriers what, yep. under Correct. now, yep. and then you'll be transitioning them. We'll be literally, and that's what I thought would be the easiest way to basically have them already doing business with them, and then make that call and saying, "Hey, you don't need to call me anymore," and then we'll send guys in, download the uh, or put the software on their computer, teach them how to use it. You don't need to call me anymore. The guys that I would call, you now have access to. So that was that was kind of strategic for us to start the brokerage first, build these relationships, and then just transfer the business onto the app. And do you have agents under your brokerage now, or? Yeah, yeah. I've been a. Uh, we've had sub agents come in, come and go. Um, I'm sure you know brokerage is brokering isn't for everybody. Right. It's like it's not easy. You got to be a self starter because most of the time it's commission based. Um, so. I made the mistake of paying weekly a couple of times, but it has to be commission based. Yeah. Otherwise, they, they have no incentive. So yeah, we we've we've had sub agents. They come and go. Um, 
and we're going to continue that 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 model throughout the process but i would say hasn't haven't had much success got it are you, are you able to share your numbers like where you guys are as a brokerage um basically what we what we've been doing since january was more so contracting gigs um and we try to do at least I, I, I say this to him all the time when you throw numbers around in transportation i feel like it could get it could get foggy and people can get a little confused because it's very easy for me to say we do 250 in revenue a month and people be like you know that might get some oohs and ahs but like what's the margin on that you know what would you make on that 250 so we we could do 250 a month in rev right ideally um and like i said we range between 12 to 27 percent margin so i don't i'm a guy who don't really doesn't really like to talk numbers in transportation because it could be misleading correct you got guys that say they do four million as drivers but it's like they only you gross know, you don't, yeah that's so that that differentiation it's a starting point it gets people to click on the video yeah, exactly right <laughs> exactly I, and now that's clickbait it is it is but I, that's part of why like i thought this was so important because um just the way like i'm seeing like transportation is like a thing right now you know so it kind of helped you guys have a nice successful trucking or freight fest because transportation is big you got guys like alex good energy big like big moguls in transportation and it's like not all of it's honest anytime there's a rush to an industry you can get some misinformation so i feel like throwing around numbers as a broker could be very very misleading mm. as far as like we do a mil we do a million a month we do you know we move 70 loads a day but you made three percent on those you know so what was the reason for even mentioning that four million a month but yeah i would say average we, we try to do like between 250 a month in rev now that margin between 12 to 27 percent okay nah fair uh, enough I, i'll say that no nah, i like that i like that so who who is this industry for who who do you think uh this industry for we just not talk about a lot of people learning for the wrong reasons right like what type of people are is, is this industry for i mean i would say for the the people one who are already in it mm -hmm. now if you're new i would say it's, it's pretty much for anybody anybody looking to whether it be generate passive income or, or have a new career opportunity is so, it really passive well it for could you, be well connect is gonna be passive yeah right? for us <laughs> yeah, it's, it's passive for us <laughs> but i'm saying like for example like i say to him if you got a brother who don't work and you got the finances to get a truck that's it's passive for him right you know so it's like just like with with Airbnb, that's passive income. You bought the home, but like everything after that, you don't have to. I mean, you might have to have a property manager to basically keep up with it. But that's a the way they market Airbnb and Uber is like passive income now. Right. It's like an opportunity for you to make money without working. You have you own a vehicle because you own a vehicle, you can make money on Uber. So with us, we're trying to basically present the same opportunity: own a truck, give it to your cousin, or drive it. You know, got it. Got it. I'm just I'm just thinking about, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just thinking about the competition. So you look at like a load board like DAT, right? It's yeah. been around for years. Yeah. As long as I've been in the industry and longer than that, um, that's where tons of loads are yep. at, right? And you guys thousands, have tens of thousands, yeah, tens of thousands of yeah, loads, everything. Sure. Right. Right. So um, shout out to my man, Dean Croak over there at DAT. Um, so I'm just thinking about when you get in this, when you get in the game, you guys win because you have the carrier can make more. That's uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Make carrier can make more. That's that's shipper that, can make ship, more. Shipper can make more because you're negotiating directly with the shipper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right to where if they're on the load board, they have to kind of play that game. Yep. Right to where they're throwing different rates out there and based on supply and demand and so forth. Right. Yep. Well, actually, that's a good question. H- how does that f- impact you guys? Like, I was just gonna say, if based on your experience with DAT, yeah, right, if you've ever looked at a load on there and you called the number, mm-hmm. you're probably ninety-two percent of the time you're calling a broker. Right. So DAT is a platform that brokers use to to pair their freight with carriers. Right. So that that's 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 a difference. Right there. Yeah, that's a difference. You guys have shippers. Yeah. yeah it's there. Yeah. There is no no brokers. No on brokers involved. Nope. That's important. That, that that's that's the thing that makes us. Different. That's a very big uh, distinguishing factor. That's that's a the because like you said, factor. they they're disguised or whatever people may think they're exactly. shipping, but they're all brokers. When you call that number, it's a broker, or it might be a, it might you might be getting double brokered. Right. You know, that's true, too. So that's a business in itself. So yeah. it's like that's what I'm so that that's the biggest distinguisher between us and everyone else. DAT is built for brokers, basically. Right. Loadboard one, two, three is built for brokers and carriers. Uh, Internet truck stop brokers and carriers. Right. Uh, now you got Convoy, which is one of our competitors that's built for shippers and carriers. You got Lane Access that's built for shippers and carriers. So those are our two competitors. I don't look at DAT as competition. Okay, got it. So <clears throat> let's get into this. So the reason I love DAT, though. I love nah, DAT. Nah, DAT's dope. <laughs> Made re- a lot of money the, on DAT. The reason why this industry is set up the way it's set up to where, like you said, it's majority brokers and not shippers is because shippers don't want to deal with the headache of having to deal with a bunch of carriers, yes. right? And they figured all the brokers will get the carriers and then yeah. no, you got to go through the brokers and so forth and so yeah. on. So the way you guys circumvent that is you're able to negotiate directly with the shippers, they'll deal with you, right? Yes. But they wouldn't want to put themselves on a platform like DAT. Why? Honestly, I never understood that question. As a broker in the industry for, all the, uh, for, not, for the nine years I've been in it, I've never understood why brokers went through all the work to use us. Because there's times where me as a broker, I've gotten loads that just didn't have enough money on them for me to pay it any attention. So now you're leaving your, your, your work up to m- the mercy of me because I can't make a thousand bucks. I'm not going to call anyone <laughs> because I can't make the money. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to call you two days before the load needs to deliver and tell you, hey, I can't get this move. Now I'm giving it back and you have to try to get it, find someone else. So to me, honestly, I never understood why shippers didn't take it upon themselves to find carriers because if you work for certain companies, they have asset-based brokerages. For sure. So what's happening is that those companies are their trucks are moving the freight. What their trucks can't move, they then put on the brokerage board, which is the co- I worked for. So then we're brokering freight that our customer service department awarded that our our assets couldn't move. Right. So in my mind, I, I never understood. So my thing is, just in this industry, you know, trucking is extremely antiquated, right? Transportation yeah. is antiquated, and people just tend to do things because they've always been exactly. done that way. Exactly. Right. Right. That's just how this industry is, and a lot of exactly. other industries too. So I'm just trying to think is what's going to make what how are you going to convince them at scale to change their behavior? You understand? I think it's, 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 it's all about time and efficiency. I think any business will change the way they do things to make money and save time. And maybe that's just me being naive, but that's well, the way I look at it. Well, no, it's not even so much being naive. It's also just show the value. Right. Because as, as we show the other um, carriers and how we're able to show their ROI, they'll be like, Hopefully, there'll be an eye opener to them and yeah, say, exactly. okay, here's what we did with XYZ company doing 10 million 
to basically leverage the proof of concept. You know what I mean? But but I don't even think we would even have to do that. I'm maybe again this is me being naive and just being in the industry, but I know for a fact that shippers just want to save money and they just want to save time. That's all they want to do. That's why they they bounce from broker to broker. Like I can get sick this week and I won't have that cust I won't I won't have that customer because I couldn't help them this week. Right. So the way the freight industry works is they're just going where they're appreciated. So as long as we show appreciation and save money and save time, then we I feel like we already won. Got it. You're going to piss off a lot of brokers. We are, but that's, like I said, I got a heart. So instead of taking your job, we're just going to buy the book and let you continue to make some residuals. It's a lot of people to, to, to it buy. It is. We're going to start with the guy. Buy. It is. Right? It is. <laughs> not, all, not all. Not all. We obviously won't be able to buy everyone's book, but. And everybody don't want to sell I mean, it to us. Yeah, exactly. Some guys are going to be stubborn and be like, I'd rather fight you. I'd rather, you know, be and again, competitors. And you, again, you guys are another option, right? It's exactly. not like everybody it's, only yeah, has to use you. we don't need to be. You. There's enough room in transportation right. for all of us. There's you know? taxis. There's Uber. There's exactly. Lyft. Taxis right. are still around. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're still around. Most people just use Uber. You're just able to present your value and how you can help and you can make them make more money in effect, right, through going through you guys. So Correct. you'll be another option. Hey, you can still stay on your low exactly. boards and still do everything else, but here's another option for you guys. Yes. Correct. Honestly, I don't see low boards lasting much longer. I just think that, like, we, like you said earlier, where they keep basically, they do, what the, they do it the way it's been done. But I see low boards working themselves out because they're already trying to get direct to consumer in transportation with stuff like convoy lane access uh even uber freight they're like two days away from becoming like a huge direct to consumer or shipper to carrier company they just haven't pulled that trigger yet but there's i don't see places like dat shout out dat um having a need anymore because once carriers start to realize that relationship they're building on that app is with carriers and not shippers and there's platforms, brokers where, and or, yeah, sorry, carriers and, and brokers, and they realize there are platforms where they can build with shippers. Why would you, you know what I mean, want to have that relationship? Because I always said a broker is going to keep a carrier in business. As a carrier, you need a broker. Right. Like you need to have a good relationship with a broker to have, make money and, and be able to promise your drivers money or have a good relationship with the shipper, the person that the broker had the relationship with. Okay. Now, what happens when the carrier goes around you guys and goes directly to that shipper and says, I could do it for less than that. I could, I, why don't I just get off this app and go directly to you? Now I know the shipper. What happens in that case? Hmm. <laughs> this is my thing, and that, that is a good question. And, we thought, and I thought about that. I would say... I'm trying to put my um, my answer in, in, in less words. I would say again, maybe this is just me being naive, but from what I've learned, drivers aren't really trying to do the negotiate. That's why they hire dispatchers. I don't think I think dispatchers are. Why do, you, why do people have dispatchers? If you're a driver, what's the reason to hire someone to dispatch for you? It's just pure laziness. So, I'm, again, I'm relying on that human element. Right. I think that human element is what's going to keep us in business, the fact that they don't want to negotiate. They don't want to, you know, do all that extra work that they already left the broker to do. So we're just kind of leaving them with the same workload they have now, maybe actually taking a little bit less off their plate. Right. And maybe if it's not broke, they won't fix it. Right. If they're making their money and they're making more money, why disturb that? Exactly. Correct. Exactly. So, 
Yeah, makes sense. What what you think? You I saw you over there. Your wheels were turning. They were turning. Um, he he pretty much summed it up. I mean, again, if 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 I was doing this at you know at a ten percent, twelve percent margin, and now seven, I mean that's five percent more back in my pocket, right? As a driver, why wouldn't I look into doing this? Why would I want to go back to now I have to pay middlemen? Because now everybody's getting a piece of my money before I even get it, right? So, you know, that's, to me, just doesn't make sense if I'm that, whether I'm a small business or medium-sized business or a large business, you're, you're into my profit margin. And I'm in this, this operation to make money. I started this business to make money, right? not to give it away not to be charitable to everybody <laughs> else and help them make money. Right. So, yeah, I don't have a, I don't see a reason why, even if we, okay, in a perfect world, everybody stays with us and everybody's going to onboard. But if they decide that some is going to leave, okay, for every one, hmm, the other five stays. It's the cost of doing business though. Right. Look, I will also and I'll just be a hundred with you. You could already like back solicit if you're a driver. There's nothing right. stopping a driver from kind of trying to go around the broker right now. All yeah. you got to do is take the paperwork that you're being sent upon delivery and pickup and try to back solicit, hey, I just did a load for you guys. Right. You know, so it kind of exists now, but they, for some reason people don't do it because, again, it just adds work to their table, uh, I mean, to their plate. Um, so but even if they are doing it, how successful are they with doing it? And how, yeah, exactly. So you might, do, you might be able to back solicit one load. You might deliver a load at Procter & Gamble. Because you delivered it, you know what they. So now you can call Procter and Gamble. Hey, I just moved it low for you guys. I'm in this. I'm in Carlisle still. You need anything going out? You might be able to get that done, but I just don't think drivers want to do all that. That's why they hired dispatchers. Yeah, and I mean shippers, they're all about capacity as well. Like you know, if you're gonna deal directly with them, they want to know you can move a certain exactly. amount of truckloads. Right. And they're not gonna just deal with anybody, right? Nope. Because that goes to the point as to why they use load boards now. Yeah. They don't want to have the headache of dealing with Mr. One, one, two, three truck yeah. trucking company, right? They right. want to be able to give that to somebody else, give that headache to somebody else. Yeah. The, the funny thing is you <clears throat> just gave it to a broker who might end up using a carrier that you wouldn't use if you were the one making those decisions, you right. know? So it's like shippers are putting a lot on brokers that they should just put on themselves because they're, they're losing money and they're wasting time by putting all this. And this is, I'm a broker. I'm a guy who's been a broker for all this time. And there's times where I'm just like, why are you calling me? Right. You know, like, why would you want to put this on me? You got something that needs to be moved and delivered by Monday and you're calling someone else. I'm not even that type of person. You know, I, if, if it has to be done by a certain amount of time, I think it's best if I did it myself. Right. So the fact that they're putting these things and these responsibilities on me that their business is dependent on just doesn't make sense to me. Right. What about liability? I mean, for the shipper, because once a broker takes possession of that load, they're liable for it. Right. So yeah. if they're cutting out the broker, who's liable? We're not cutting out the broker. Okay. We are the broker. So you guys, I always want you're liable. Exactly. We got to make. I always wanted to make sure we make that clear. We're not replacing the broker. Okay. We we're we're we're, the, the we're digitized freight. You're brokers. digitized freight brokers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So got we it. have the so same you, responsibility you guys as a regular liable. brokerage. Anything happens, they come in to see Just you. Just like a regular broker. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Um, man, I like it. I I I love the fact that number one, you guys have thought out the box, right? And you guys are not. You guys have found a problem, and I, and I say there's so much different opportunities in tech 
out there. There's mm-hmm. so many different small problems. Like you think of you think of a, a, a app like Calendly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. This, yeah. A very simple app that this man scheduling like this most simplest thing in the world, and this man way just like just raised like he either raised or exited or something for some uh, billions of dollars. Correct. But yeah. Crazy, but just a very simple app. Calendly, yeah. right? Yep. So there's there's tons of things like that in transportation and logistics that you know the pain points that we have as professionals in the in the industry all the time that we could be thinking about, and you guys are doing that. So salute mm-hmm. to you for that, and um, that's great. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, I, I definitely love to see those kind of stories, man, because I think that we need to definitely get more into tech, yeah, because there's so much opportunity out there, man, sure. that's being left on the table. Yes. And <clears throat> right now in transportation, like most of the money is being raised in like payments and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, doing all every, that. Yeah, everybody's that, that throwing a bunch of money those factoring, factoring payment yeah, solutions and all yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, the Uber freights of the world. No, it's just tons of money being yeah. thrown in technology. So yeah, for sure. um, I think y'all are headed in the right direction for sure. Appreciate um, it. <clears throat> anything else that I, that I missed that you might want to add about the business or, you know, just kind of that you want to throw out there about connecting what your, what your mission is and, and so forth? There was something you said that <clears throat> kind of um, you mentioned um, the different pain points and you mentioned uh, Calendly, which is like a, a niche market kind of. It's like so I, I say to him all the time uh, with Connect. We took a niche and made it a feature. So I got a I got a friend out here who has a company called Load Near Me, and you mentioned that you were you had a broker that was focused on backhaul. Mm-hmm. So his app is basically that mm. backhaul. So if you just emptied out in Carlisle, he has an app called Load Near Me that pretty much helps you find freight based on where you just delivered. That's dope. So I mean that's a, that's his business. That's his business model. That's like just part of the app. That's part, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we tried to make sure I'm hearing these different ideas and these I'm seeing these exits like you just mentioned. I'm seeing these dudes raise all this money. Um, and I always tell like, man, look, we're, we're, we're taking their business model and it's a feature within our business. Right. So it's like it's gumbo. Exactly. So Correct. it's like I just wanted to add that because that, that always excites me when I hear people talk about other companies that are just like literally the small niche markets that are catering to small markets that exit for billions of dollars and raise hundreds of millions. And we took the approach of, hey, you guys are doing just this. We're going to add that to the, to the, the pot and, and, and do and that as it. well. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a reverse thought in that, though, too. Like, is it sometimes not good to be everything to everyone, yeah, it, right? Because sometimes there is power in just solving one, one, one simple problem. problem. Yeah. Right. Right? For right. one demographic, though. See, I'm looking more at the demo <clears throat> rather than the problem. So it's more so doing something for truck drivers. So back, back, a backhaul is a problem for all truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so truck drivers are on their phone all day. I, I went and picked up a load. We were supposed to get empty. We sat there for two hours. I sat there on my phone until they loaded us. So imagine if the same app or the same platform I used to book my freight, I could also use for entertainment and scroll and read news articles and text my friend and send him the load and be like, hey, I've been here for two hours at Procter and Gamble. You don't want to come to Procter and Gamble. Blah, blah. So like now we're just pretty much. I tried to create a or we tried to create a platform that catered to carriers the whole way through the life cycle, booking the load, and then entertainment while they're waiting on the load, close the load, get paid on the on that app. So right. pretty much we kind of just wanted to cater to more of a demo rather than a problem. I got it, and 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 I love it. I I, I just also think that. I do hear that. Part. It's going to take a ton of additional work to solve all those problems, yeah. right? Yes. It's like we're on 
Instagram to look at pictures, right? That doesn't mean we 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 want to be, you know, on DoorDash and Instagram at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you when right. you solve too many problems, it's like people want to be where they want to be but for a certain thing. Th- this but is there's my a catch example. 22 to that though, right? Okay. Because you just said using your example of using Instagram and DoorDash. Well, how many times are you on Instagram and you get this link that pop up to say for a sweatshirt? Right. And they be like, shop now. Right. And it's you, sending me somewhere else. Right. Yeah. You click on that. Now it's a link to a, to somebody's Shopify site. Mm-hmm. Right. And you make that purchase. And now you on your way. And now you're back to Instagram. Right. Right. So, again, you never left the app. That's an API call that you just clicked on that dropped you over to a Shopify store. Mm-hmm. So the same thing here, you'll be on the app and you want to check your news, boom, it might drop you on the CNN or it might drop you on the U.S. News Today or whatever the case may be, whatever platforms we decide to integrate with it, it'll be there. Right. You want to check your sports. Like we know the Eagles about to play here soon. We nine and one, about to be in 10 and one, just everybody know. So the <laughs> record out there. So with that being said, you know, it keeps you engaged. And that's the thing. That's the key, keep, though. You, you have to, but you have to prompt that engagement. Like, right. that, you have to build that community. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. I'm Correct. saying, right? Correct. Because if it's, if it's the word. dead, then it it's might as well not even be. Yeah. Right. Community, <laughs> community <laughs> is the word. But even uh, to pivot off of that, you think of DoorDash, right? That, mm-hmm. That's a, like a niche market. But then think about Uber Eats. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me jump on in. Let's say DoorDash. I'm, I'm, I'm just going, I, I got this thought real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So let's say DoorDash, right? Yeah. DoorDash, you get food, you purchase your food, they deliver it to you, right? Yes, sir. Right. But you go to Yelp to get reviews, right? Yes, sir. On restaurants. Why doesn't DoorDash have reviews on restaurants? I think it's coming. But why isn't it there now? Because they know what their strong suit is, and they focus on the execution of Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think a re- you're, yeah, you're you right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and because review- be, they, they, don't, they don't necessarily care about the review aspect, and they're not pushing that like maybe a Yelp would because you go to a certain, you go to Yelp for that. You go to DoorDash well, for the purchase. But, but let's say, but again, you think it'd be a strategic merger for Yelp and DoorDash to come together? Well, but see, here's I think the thing, it, though, I right? think it would be a cool merger, but I don't know if it would work. But you can still shop on Yelp, though. You can go to Yelp when you you you, you can book you can you can yeah. book you can book a reservation right. you can place an order which actually in turn drops you back in the ba- grub hub based off the review you, you, you see read. what I'm saying like so I understand what you're saying as far as well why don't they do this all within one but in actuality they do it's just disguised under a different way of doing it mm-hmm. right because again Yelp it tells you you know if you look at the bottom it gives you directions it gives you reservations it gives you check ins reviews blah 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 right. but if you click order or what's it called? Open table, right? right. For your reservation. Open table. That's that's a solely supper app in itself. Right. Right. But you can still do that through Yelp. Just like you can review and see the restaurants, uh, you know, strong suits, bad suits, whatever, you know, don't get the soup, but get the lobster bisque. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But at the same time, we're trying to keep you not trying. We're keeping you here. But see, that's the thing though. I don't when, want you to offer when, <laughs> when you're on Yelp, right? You, you're looking at the food, you're reviewing the shoe, you're Not reviewing the food, fine. right? Yeah. You're doing all that, and you're even booking the, 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 uh, the, the reservation. But you're not going to order a delivery from Yelp to go to your house. No, 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 well, you wouldn't. You you're wouldn't. not going to do that. But they could, but they could in effect, but based on what I'm talking do about, that. do that. But, yes. check, check, but they don't do that. Check my example out real quick. Because people know that you go to Yelp for 
Reviews. Reviews. Review. And that's what they was always you, for, you right? You want to become synonymous with the, the, you want to become an adjective in that space. So right, who, right. who will we say Yelp's demo is, though? Who's Yelp? A What's bunch of complaining demo? ass people who want to complain about food. Google, yo. Okay, okay. I'm just, I, <laughs> that's just, reviews. I just wanted to know <laughs> that's who their demo the, was. That's their demo. A bunch of people who want to complain. So, is a community of complainers. So Yelp's or people who are Google, giving good reviews. Google, yeah. Is Google that the competition? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Google reviews. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're like a sub, you know, category or whatever. Like, they're not Google, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Google's yeah. Google's in yeah, a Google's, whole other yeah, stratosphere. Google is Google. But they have, they've niched into just reviews, and that's what they focus on. And then also, like you said, Open Table or whatever, they have that partnership or that yep, link yep. where you can do reservations. But Yelp is focusing on making the making the community of of, of reviewers yep. yeah 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 you know what it's i mean like even though even though for, like it is. people that want to complain, complain. Yeah. E- even though they can get into other verticals they've made sure that that name yelp is synonymous with yo Literally. i want to complain I'm about to, I'm about to leave yelp, leave a yelp. yeah i'm about to leave a, it's like a polo and and and, and, yeah. that, and that is their strength yeah you know, they, and they saying? did a good so job when with you that. take away from that and you're doing too much then it's like they don't they don't they're not leading you're no longer like you're doing too much for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. But, you feel me? But this is my thing, though. Look, so I brought up DoorDash to bring this up. DoorDash came about, and then Uber kind of already had the infrastructure, correct? So now yeah. they started Uber Eats. So they took a whole business model that DoorDash created and just implemented it and made it a feature. So when I say we're. They, they say made we're, it a whole different application, though. Uber no, Eats and Uber is. No, 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 it's the same. When you go to Uber to book a ride, you can hit ride or you can hit. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Delivery, it's yeah, all true. on the top. That's true, that's so it's true. like, but they do have two different apps, though. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's they do. I, they yeah. do have two different apps. So they should get rid of the other. One. Well, now that but, they let you but do. So you can't point, get rid of the other. They can't because, because people who don't care about the Uber, they care about the eats. And then no, also from a business model, at the top, it says nah because as a user, like if I'm just if I only want to do for driving, I just download the Uber app. Oh, right, yeah, from a driver a standpoint. No, 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 no. As a as a consumer, you want to have right. If I want right, if I want to be a delivery service for Uber Eats, I download the Uber Eats and that's my my tool to work out of. Yeah. Right. Sort of like that's that platform. Yeah. So they give you both. But also as a like you just mentioned, you have the ability to click on either one as well as a consumer. Yeah. But as your 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 user that you're trying to make business from, you have to get either or or both. You can't get you can't do both out of the same app. Because as, as a, a consumer, as a, as the, I, I had Uber Eats in my phone for yes. like the last two years. I literally just put Uber in my phone last week. Yes. It's the first time I used an Uber. I never had Uber in my phone. Yeah. But I had Uber Eats. Right. Because I, I would use it to deliver food, mm-hmm. right? But never use the Uber because I, I drive everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's just even though no, I, I, hear, I hear you. And, and we talked about this. You can't do everything. You can't. And I say this to my friends. Like, we yeah, got you seven can't cool do everything. features. I mean, listen, uh, like they say, a man who chases many rabbits to catch none, man. No, no, you, exactly. you, know, you have to. But, but this is how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it more for, like I said, not as like, like we said, we want you to be able to get on this application, book a load. Book that load. Go deli- Go pick up that load. And while you wait, you use that same application you booked the load on for entertainment. So you can read your friend's post, or you can watch it, read the football article because we got a news API. Um, it's just a matter of keeping the driver entertained throughout the entire life cycle of the load, from pickup to delivery. I don't really see us as doing too much because that's what the driver's gonna do regardless. Mm. Regardless, they're gonna book a load on DAT, which is an app. They're going to get there, maybe go on uh, CNN.com, 
You know, so they're, they're using a bunch of things. It's just like, why close this out? Let's just stay here. Let's, let's just stay here. We'll put everything you need as a driver. I know what you need because I've been in the industry for long enough to know. So I put it all in one place. You mm -hmm. don't need to leave it. We may not be the social media. You know, Facebook's the social media, and uh, other companies may do other things better. But when it comes down to driver experience, driver UI, the goal is to be the top dogs in that. The experience that the carrier has while using the platform. I want them to be able to say, hey, we're able to book our loads on this platform, entertain, get entertainment on this platform, reach out to my fellow drivers on this platform, deliver my load on this platform, and get paid on this platform. I love it. So maybe, I'm just going to leave, I'm going to end with this, maybe the content is kind of curated to the thoughts and needs of drivers in specific, right? Maybe we don't try to do what Instagram does, what oh, no, Facebook no, no. does, yeah, no. or, or maybe we're not talking about ES, what ESPN is doing. Maybe we're curating it to make sure that it's for that demographic of people because maybe the way it's, the, the way it's uh, distributed to them is different than it would be on another platform. Exactly. That's, that's correct. That's also that's tailored. So remember I said, right? when you, when you, the onboarding, you're, you're putting in your truck information, but you're also putting in the, the type of entertainment you want to be fed. So when you sign up, all that's taken as well. So the news that you're being pushed, the, the posts you're being pushed is all based on things that you basically chose to be pushed. Your preferences. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, everything's tailored to the carrier. We're here it's to service. Bespoke. The drive. Bespoke, bespoke. Bespoke all the way through. I like that's, it. That's who like we're it. here for. I like it. I like it. All right. Cool, man. I love it. I love it. So customarily on this show, we always have to give a final thought, um, which is basically something entrepreneurial, spiritual, whatever you want to leave the Truck and Hustle fam with. And then lastly, let everybody know where they can connect with you guys individually and also where they can learn more about Connect Inc. Um, so I'll start with you, Dominic. Final thought. Um, I'm gonna start with my man here because I feel like I'm gonna be able to pivot off you real well. No problem. Because I don't know where. Adrian, final, final thought. thought. Believe in self. Um, a lot of times there's always the Damn. the uncertainty of what's going to happen. Have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself. And if you have a, a dream, a vision, go for it. Like, honestly, um, so many times I know for myself, I've talked myself out of doing something because I was scared of the unknown. But once I jumped out there and gave myself to that opportunity, it turned out to be one of the better opportunities or even not the best opportunity for me. So to the viewers, to the listeners, bet on self. That's right, Dominic. Um, I mean, did, I did guess I would say, it gave me a little bit, it gave me some. <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, this is for people who are thinking about getting into transportation, because like I said, that is becoming a thing. Um, I'm gonna say, don't try to come in the easiest way, which is the way a lot of guys are marketing it. Oh, you can do this with this little, this little much down, or you can do this, you don't have to have this much experience, or you can do this without doing this. I would say um, in transportation, most of us know guys who only drive 
and then we made no dispatchers. Me being a broker, I would say that, and everyone's like, what is that, what is that? So I would say, do your research. You said bet on self. I'm gonna say before you bet on self, do your research, become properly educated enough so when you do, wherever you're betting on or whatever you're betting on, you're, you're doing it um, was, was from with, with, with the right information. Um, mm-hmm. So I say all that to say transportation is a great spot for anybody to get in and make some money. Just make sure you do your research first and don't try to come in the easiest way, which may be uh, maybe it'd be dispatching. I don't knock dispatching, but maybe it could be dispatching, could be driving. I think you should do your research first and, and pick what's best suited for your personality type because not everyone can drive um, and not everyone can broker. So I would just say do your research before you bet on yourself. I like that. Take the stairs, not the elevator, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Take the stairs. If you don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Oh, you didn't let them know where we connect with you guys and connect. No, connect, pun, intended, no pun intended. No pun intended. You can connect with the uh, the business. We got an Instagram page at Connect C O N N three C T Inc. Um, I got a personal Instagram, Dominic Ortiz. Um, website www.connect.info. Connect spelled again C O N N three C T. Drivers and carriers, be sure to go on that, press that link, join our waiting list. We'll be sending out a lot of um, news about the app, letting you know when we're dropping it. Also, check out that website for our um, crowdfunding campaign starting on Car- uh, Start Engine. Um, we'll put a lot of news on our website about that also. Is there a reason for the three instead of eight? I played football, um, and three was my number. Okay. So I'll try, to keep, very try to keep it close to <laughs> I thought the same thing. That's what they say about, uh, what's his name, George Lucas. You know what I'm saying? I, I played football, so I put my number look, on there. This is our colors, too. Green I was going to say it's the team colors, yeah, too? team colors. Man, yeah, this look. guy. We got to watch this guy. Hey, please watch me. Please. <laughs> Hustle fam, if you smell something, burn this only a desire. Myself, Dominic, Adrian, the Connect team. This has been a dope uh, interview, man. I wish you guys a lot of luck. And Appreciate uh, you. I know you guys are going to go very far, man. You guys have very solid heads on your shoulders and a great idea, man. So everybody, make sure y'all tap in with these brothers. And, um, man, till next time. Yes, sir. We out. Peace. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.